Hi, we're here from Curiosity.com to help you get smarter in just a few minutes. I'm Cody Goff. And I'm Ashley Hamer. Today, you'll learn about how to track animals and basically become an adventurer from extinct or alive host, Forrest Galante. You'll also learn about how cryptomnesia can make you plagiarize without realizing it. You'll also learn about how cryptomnesia can make you plagiarize without realizing it. Cody, you just plagiarized me. (gasps) Let's satisfy some curiosity. Today, we've got the inside scoop on how to become an adventurer, survive extreme conditions, and find extinct animals. And you're about to learn about all those things from a guy who's visited more than 46 countries, scoured jungles and volcanic islands, and has discovered live animals from species once thought to be extinct. Forrest Galante is the host of Extinct or Alive on Animal Planet, which is a show that quite literally follows him around as he searches for animals that have been declared extinct. I personally endorse the show because it seriously is really good. But you may know Forrest from a TV show on the Discovery Channel that tested his survival skills in a slightly different way. I am, of course, talking about the TV show Naked and Afraid. In 2013, Forrest was dropped off in a remote section of northwestern Panama and survived for 21 days and scored one of the highest primitive survival ratings in the show's history. And that's where we'll start today's conversation, before getting into how you can implement these lessons of survival in your own life. What did you learn from being on Naked and Afraid? And did being a biologist have anything to do with your success on the show? Oh, big time to the second one. So look, being a biologist, being plunked into tropical Panama, straight away I could identify the genus of plants that had edible fruits or edible, you know, roots. Um, I, I was able to find, uh, being coming from a free dive and dive background, I knew what animals to eat in the ocean and how to, how to track them and hunt them. Um, I was able to find all kinds of herps, reptiles and amphibians. I didn't want to kill or eat any of them because we didn't need to. But it was just, it wasn't because I thought I was this hardcore survivalist, because I'm not. I'm just a guy who loves the wilds. It was just because I had a much broader understanding of the habitat that allowed me to thrive out there. You know, you mentioned earlier when you were little, you kind of learned tracking really well and and you're really good at tracking. So I I think of tracking and I'm like, you know, you see footprints, maybe you see brush that's been bent over, maybe you see fresh scat. But what's like a tracking 101 that you would give people? Like, what are those what are those initial skills you have to develop? Yeah, I think it's tough because every animal comes with its own set of challenges when tracking. But it's, it's something that we as a Western culture have lost altogether, the bigger picture, and that's just being observational. And what I mean by that is, as opposed to going on a hike and just being like, all right, I'm hiking, just move slowly, look at the ground, learn about the pill bugs that are below it, look at the prints, have, have a sense of wonder and curiosity. Who is that running you know, down the trail before you? Is that a dog or is it a coyote print? You know, If you see a set of tracks without claws, figure it out, grab a guidebook and key it out. Maybe it's a mountain lion, maybe it's a bobcat. You know, it's just these little, the sense of curiosity, I think, that leads to being a successful tracker. And then when you compound that with years of experience, you don't, you no longer have to pull out the guidebook, right? Instead, you just kind of start learning what you're looking at. And, and the, the ground in front of you becomes a guidebook. You start looking for bent over twigs and, and brush down dirt. You start looking for the prints in the soil, and you're able to process a bigger picture of what it is that you're seeing. And that can start at any age, and there is no, no matter what anybody tells you, there's no such thing as perfecting it. The more you do it, the better you'll get at it, 
but there is no such thing as a perfect tracker. You can always learn more. And, and for me, that went from learning to track mammals to learning to track reptiles, how to do it with fish in the ocean, you know, things that don't leave footprints. And uh, it's really fun. It's like this big giant puzzle that you're trying to piece together in your own mind. You're an adventurer. You're an adventurer and explorer. If someone wants to do that, where do they start? You've got a biology background, but like, how do you encourage that in kids who probably shouldn't be running around on active volcanoes? <laughs> I agree. I mean, look, uh, conservation starts at home, right? And, and so does adventure and exploration. Remember when you're a little kid, guys, and you flip over a log and there's an earthworm under there and you're like, oh my God, look at that. There's an earthworm. How cool is that? Well, most of us like grow out of that, right? We get, get to eight years old and we don't really care. Well, myself, and I think a lot of people that follow this vein of thought grow worse, right? We want to know more about the earthworm. What does it eat? How does it poop? Where does it live? How does it reproduce? And I think that childish sense of wonder and, and streamlining that wonder into education helps you become an adventurer. I'm not an adventurer because I love adventures. I'm an adventurer for a purpose, right? You'll never see me rappelling down a waterfall just to rappel down a waterfall. Right. I'll do it to get to the bottom because I believe there's an extinct species of snail down there. Do you know what I mean? Like I adventure for a purpose. I'm never going to climb Mount Everest for the sense of self-accomplishment. But if you told me that there was an extinct creature up there that would inspire millions of people to care about conservation, I'll be heading to the Himalayas tomorrow. And I think that's the point. Right. It, it's not it's not don't become an adventurer to become an adventurer, at least from my perspective. Do it for a purpose and a cause that you believe in. For me, that's wildlife conservation and preservation doesn't really matter what it is, as long as it's a positive impact in this world. Follow your, your heart in that regard. And that's, that's the message I give to people. And it starts at home. You don't have to go to an active volcano. You can flip over that log in your backyard. You can go down to your local pond and see the turtles. I mean, you can really do it in your own backyard. And that's one of the wonderful things about wildlife. It's all around us. You can watch Forrest Galante put his skills into practice tonight and every Wednesday at 9 p.m. Eastern on Extinct or Alive on Animal Planet. And here in the U.S., you can catch all of Season 1 on Animal Planet Go. We'll put links to learn more in today's show notes. He's discovered a bunch of extinct animals, Ashley. I know. Like, I can't emphasize this enough. <laughs> I don't know how someone does that. I don't even know the first thing. He's what? told us. I still don't understand it. <laughs> today's episode is sponsored by Captera. Would you rather be busy or productive? I, for one, would rather be productive. And you can save your time and upgrade the way you work with the right software with help from Captera. Captera helps you find the right software fast. Explore software and narrow down your favorite options in minutes with software guides, comparison tools, and over 1 million user reviews. Captera is the leading free online resource to help you find the best software solution for your business. With more than a million reviews of products from real software users, you'll discover everything you need to make an informed decision. And by business, we don't just mean traditional offices. I dug around and found software to manage libraries, churches, schools, museums, synagogues, archives, and photography and yoga studios. Visit captera.com slash curiosity for free today to find the tools to make an informed software decision for your business. captera.com slash curiosity. Captera, that's C-A-P-T-E-R-R-A dot com slash curiosity. Captera, software selection simplified. Have you ever started telling someone a story only to realize that they were the one who told you about it? This is an example of cryptomnesia, the act of misidentifying a memory as a novel thought. In social situations, it's usually just an annoying quirk, but it has led to serious consequences for many high-profile figures. 
For a study published in 1989, researchers from Southern Methodist University examined cryptomnesia in a laboratory setting. They split students into groups of four and had them take turns verbally coming up with examples in a given category, like animals, sports, clothing, or musical instruments. The only catch? Every example had to be new. They couldn't repeat what someone else had said. Next, they had to write down the examples they themselves came up with in the group exercise, then come up with four new examples for each category that nobody else had mentioned. During the group exercise, more than 40% of the students repeated something that someone else had said without realizing it. The written exercise was even worse. 75% of people wrote down someone else's example as one that they had mentioned, and 70% of them wrote down someone else's example as a new example they came up with. According to the researchers, this shows that when you hear something said, you're more likely to plagiarize it in writing than you are in speech. Knowing this makes many high-profile accusations of plagiarism a little more understandable. Take one example in 1976, when George Harrison was found guilty of subconscious plagiarism for his song My Sweet Lord, which copied Ronnie Mack's He's So Fine. It's clear that memory is a tricky thing and it's easily subject to distortion. Add that to the classic truism, there's nothing new under the sun, and it makes you marvel at how people ever come up with new ideas at all. Yeah, it really makes you marvel at how people ever come up with new ideas at all. That's, not only did you just repeat my sentence, but it's literally the same joke from the top of the show. Yeah, but that makes it funnier. (laughs) You're plagiarizing your plagiarism. Is that allowed? (laughs) Before we wrap up, we wanted to quickly remind you that Curiosity Daily is a nominee for Best Technology and Science Podcast in the 2019 Discover Pods Awards. Competition is really stiff, so head on over to awards.discoverpods.com and make your voice heard. Again, that's awards.discoverpods.com. And we'll also put a link in today's show notes. We need your vote to help us win. Every vote counts. Okay, so what got us excited about today's episode? Well, we learned that if you want to survive in the wild or be a better tracker, then just start paying more attention to the world around you. I mean, it's like we always say, stay curious. Stay curious and you'll discover extinct animals. We do not guarantee that you will discover extinct animals. Is that over-promising a bit? (laughs) I think so. Oh, all right. I know I'm never going to discover an extinct animal. (laughs) Well, I also thought it was really cool to know that you probably unconsciously steal other people's ideas. I hear a lot of stand-up comedians say on their podcasts that that's why they don't go to other stand-up comedy shows. Yeah, there's a ton of stuff in stand-up comedy where people, people are completely blacklisted for stealing jokes and... They'll say they didn't realize they were stealing it. And everyone's like, yeah, sure. But I mean, I think there's something to it. Definitely something to it. And that's why I don't listen to any other podcasts. Except Clear and Vivid with Alan Alda. You really should listen to other podcasts. Okay, that's fine. (laughs) Today's Cryptomnesia story was by Ashley Hammer, who's the managing editor for Curiosity.com. Or was it? (laughs) (laughs) Script writing was by Cody Goff and Sonia Hodgen. Today's episode was produced and edited by Cody Goff. Join us again tomorrow to learn something new in just a few minutes. And until then, stay curious. On the Westwood One Podcast Network.